Hi, this is Mr. Sod of MyPartnerIsKinky.com, and you're listening to the Massacast. Massacast is free and supported by listeners like you. If you like what you hear, and we're sure you will, please become a supporter of the Massacast by going to the website and clicking donate. Welcome to another Massacast, now in eye-popping 3D. Something new uh, that you'll be hearing in the next few episodes, questions from listeners like you. Uh, I've set up a form spring uh, form on the Massacast website, massacast.com, where you can submit questions that you can ask for just general, just general questions for people who are interviewed on the show. So if there's a question you've always had, maybe, you know, what uh, is your favorite lube? I don't know. Could be anything. Uh, well, go ahead and go on massacast.com and you can uh, ask your question there uh, from Form Spring. It's uh, pretty cool. Um, speaking of finding your favorite lube, you can find it, I'm sure, at our sponsor, EdenFantasies.com. We're very happy to have them uh, as a sponsor. We were very lucky uh, a couple weeks ago because uh, you know, they asked, well, would you like to review some toys? And we said, sure. And so we made a, a wish list and they sent us a huge box of toys. And we'll be reviewing those uh, as soon as we can wrap our head around the awesome sex we've been having uh, reviewing those. It's been, it's been a lot of fun, I have to say. There's no better job than a sex toy reviewer. The other cool thing is we can use the product and also you can read the reviews and write your own reviews on uh, Eden Fantasy's website. And if you want uh, some good reading while you wait for your new sex toys to be delivered, check out Sex Is Magazine, where they've got a lot of great people, people I know, I'm, I'm lucky to know, like Sinclair Sexsmith is on there, uh, Midori's Postcards from a Sex Nerd is really cool reading as well, all on Sex Is Magazine, check it out, there's a lot of great articles. And while you're checking out, of course... If you want to save 20% off your order, go to... If you want to save 20% on your order, who wouldn't want to save 20% off their order, type in the code EFCAST on checkout. That's E-F-C-A-S-T, and you'll receive 20% off. Thanks again to Eden Fantasies for sponsoring the Massacast. Now, on to our episode. This was uh, someone who was recommended that I interview. I've been wanting to interview someone who was a, a client who actually paid... For pro-domination, I've never done it myself. Uh, I know a few people who've done it, but at the same time, I didn't feel comfortable because I'd have to ask the question. If they were married or if they were involved in a relationship, I would have to ask the question that would be required as a responsible non-journalist, isn't that cheating? So I didn't feel comfortable asking anyone that question until uh, a friend of mine said, here's someone who would be a great interview and you can go ahead and ask the question. And I'm really pleased with the results. In fact, uh, a few people have told me that it's one of their favorite episodes. That, uh, so I hope, I hope you find uh, the same to be true for yourself. So here's that interview. Hope you enjoy it. I am so new at this uh-huh. that I'm learning what to classify myself as. That's so, awesome. That's great. All right. So I am a combination I guess, of things, and who knows what I'm going to be by next week. Mm-hmm. I am—I uh, consider myself a masochist. I love pain. Mm-hmm. I consider myself a submissive. And I've even seen myself even in the role of being dominant. Mm-hmm. So I guess those three, but I guess I really feel comfortable with the submissive masochist part of me. That's, yeah. You said it's fairly new to you, so it you want to explain maybe... How this all came about? All right. Yeah, sure. Um, this came about late in life. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I guess, probably had um, attraction to S&M for a long time. I, I probably going back even to 
teen or before. You want to explain that? I mean, uh, when you were a teen, like how that manifested itself? Manifested itself in looking at magazines and being attracted to magazines uh-huh. that uh, were the S&M area. And then it found, this is interesting. I like this. This yeah. is nice. But my generation, that area was taboo. And so I put those feelings underneath down and kind of repressed them for, for many years. Even though underneath, I was still attracted to it and still thought, wow, be nice. But for a long, long time, no. That's a, it's a, I think it's a common thing today as well. It's very common. I think it's just, just maybe more out there because of the Internet probably. Right. And because of the Internet, people can you know, meet and get together right. and stuff like that. But uh, it's such a brave thing to do. It is scary. I mean, I've, I think almost yeah. everyone who's listening has been in that same position. And I'm finding that out. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's a, it's a brave thing to do to come, come out and do that. And much less to sit in front of a microphone and talk about it, you know? <laughs> well, this is all new, sitting in front of the microphone <laughs> and talking about this and all this. So all this is a, is a learning experience. Brave, who knows? Yeah. Well, Exciting, I, I, we'll say that. Yeah, there you but go. Well, brave, I don't know. So throughout... Most of your life, it was just magazines, pretty much, or? Uh, yeah, didn't act it out. Uh, to my loss, because I found out this, boy, wow, what did I miss here for so long? But it was so submerged because a generation, that it was considered taboo. Something you didn't do, something you put aside, mm-hmm. and others did who were, let's say, not of the norm, whatever. And so I repressed it deep. And it didn't manifest itself until, I mean, the last maybe six or seven years uh, that I this came out, mm-hmm. and it came out in a very interesting way. I am, um, let's say, all of us have issues—issues mm-hmm. issues about who we are, absolutely, um, what makes us tick, everything—and I had reached a point where. I wasn't sure who I was, and so I had been seeing a therapist for a number of years to help me sort out who I was. Sure. And I guess we consider that brave, too. Absolutely. And um, so that started coming, and we were starting to get to places about who I was, the trauma that I had gone through when I was younger, earlier in my life, and, and dealing with that. And we got to certain places where I had felt I was on the verge of let's say, letting out who I was and starting to find out who I was. But I couldn't get anywhere. I couldn't go any further than that in the therapist's room because I just felt I couldn't let go and just let it out. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a um, something caught in your chest. Sure. You're just stuck. And it was just, I wanted to get out. It was a plug, and I couldn't get it out. Uh, and so... I went back in my feelings. I started examining my feelings and everything. And then I came up with my feelings about S&M and letting go and freedom and howl, primal scream. Mm-hmm. Then I thought, why don't I look into this? Why don't I look into this part of me? Mm-hmm. Why don't I look into those feelings? Sure. So thank God for the Internet. Things, <laughs> because I started going online and looking for a place a dom or whatever where I, this could happen and I wasn't looking for I don't know what I was looking for I wasn't looking for a dom who was just into beating the hell out of me uh-huh. sorry uh, 
which would have been nice. <laughs> but I was also looking for a dom or experience that would be the philosophy of S&M as healing. Mm-hmm. And I looked through the internet through a lot of places. And I came across our friend who was her philosophy was one that I felt really comfortable with. And so I took a chance mm-hmm. and uh, started to meet her. So do you mind if we say that you're, yeah. you're married? Yes, I am. Oh, and did your wife know about this no, at the time? No, no, no. And that's one of the things that this is an area that's taboo. Sure. And uh, an area that I had started to examine, whatever. And I hadn't got to the point where I felt comfortable with expressing this side of me with anybody. Of course. And so I didn't. Mm-hmm. So my wife does not know mm-hmm. about this. Uh, this is a, a road that I'm walking down mm-hmm. by myself. Sure. Well, yeah. it, I mean, that's the nice thing is is that you're not really by yourself. And because right. of, like you said, thank God for the Internet. Right. You can still be uh, have a sense of community and know that you're not right. alone. There are many people in your exact same situation. You know, maybe we've come to the path by different ways, yes. but you know, a lot of people are in a, a similar situation. And because of our mutual friend, you've right. met other people as well. Yes. Um, so let's talk about that first that first time you you went and saw her. <laughs> you don't live in New York City. I do not. So you were here. Because you, did, you you were here for other reasons, yes. I'm guessing. Yes. And uh, you said, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. Now, had you scheduled the appointment ahead of time? Yes. And obviously exchanged emails and everything. Right. Your relationship, what, matter of fact, what your relationship with your wife is? is it- it's it's uh, terrific. Right? Yes. And it's uh, my soulmate, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, it's the best thing I ever did. So that's great. Sure. Now... But that must have been such a conflicting thing, having this part of yourself that you were hiding, and are still hiding, from your soulmate. Yes. Yeah? Yes. It's hard. Yeah. And so, um, and it has been hard, Mm -hmm. trying to walk both. Now, I haven't been alone in terms of what you said, walking down uh, this road, because I have met the leather community which has been fantastic, mm-hmm. and the people I've met have been so warm and understanding, and it's been terrific, and they welcome me. Mm-hmm. So that's been great, and so I have that. But you're right; it is conflicting, mm-hmm. and so um, what I found over because I've been seeing our friend for now for several years mm-hmm. um, that it's it's very helpful that you have somebody outside of that community to talk to Mm -hmm. because I had kept this separate and it's been terrific Mm -hmm. and my other part of my life is great too Mm -hmm. but that distance and bringing those together is really important and that hasn't happened but being able to talk with somebody and so I I decided to talk to my therapist mm-hmm. about this and this is before you went and saw no no I, it's, it's, I, I saw a friend for several oh, years oh, okay. and, then you talked with and then over several years with her help that it'd be nice if I started to write things down about how I feel mm-hmm. and trying to connect the various parts of me that we could finally see if I could talk with somebody outside mm-hmm. and that's when I decided to 
all of a sudden in the meet at a session with my therapist, mm-hmm. I just it just came out. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really important. That was really liberating because I finally had a chance to talk about all these feelings I had yeah. and all these things that had been happening with somebody from the other community yeah. and, and not be shunned and not having that person turn away and still care about me. It's got to be so important. Plus, it was. Plus having, having someone... I imagine it was that you said you, you mentioned having like something in your chest. Yes. When you finally told your therapist... Was it like a huge weight was yes. lifted? Yes, and that happened just recently. Mm-hmm. It just like uh, that plug came out. It just just popped out. I don't even know why. At that in that session, that it just came out. Mm-hmm. It was just like an out of body experience. I didn't plan on going in and saying anything about it. Mm-hmm. I was still concealing this, um, and it just felt like it just came. And I started to talk about my my feelings, uh, my experiences, and. My therapist didn't turn away. Uh, I want to get back to your therapist in a second, but let's yeah, sure. talk about that first time you we went and saw our friend. No, it's my fault. I, yes. I, this is this is why there's a lot of editing <laughs> right. in the episodes because uh, because I tend this is why I yes. sometimes I forget to write stuff out. I'm like, oh my god, we got to talk about this, and so this is why there's a lot of editing. It's because of me. Um, so that first time uh, you was, you scheduled it, yes, and it was like. Uh, jumping into the water and you didn't know how to swim and there was no raft uh, because I had or no nothing to grab onto I had no idea mm-hmm. about um, the terminology I didn't know about uh, anything I didn't know what I was really walking into other than reading very carefully what her philosophy was and whatever and so I was just going in Mm-hmm. It was an, it's just a jump, a mm-hmm. leap, skydiving. When, uh, now, again, I, I, I'm bringing up stuff because uh, I've never been in a situation where I've... Uh, I suppose I've, I, I guess in a way I have, but not nearly to that extent. I've been in vanilla relationships where I was still looking at like SM porn and stuff like that. So there was that separation there, right? And there's always a way for someone to catch me if they looked through my browser history or whatever right. like that. But was it the drive... For you to experience this, because again, we're talking about that conflict between your wife and going to see someone to take care of this side of it. Was this, I'm curious what, what went in your mind, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, how do you justify it in your head? In my mind, I would think I'm justifying this because I need to find out about this, about this part of myself for the relationship as well, because I'm part of this relationship, you know. Well, what, you know, how, how does it go, th- how did, what was going through your mind? Was it just the drive to experience it, or what was it? Well, the drive to experience it, but also um, these feelings mm-hmm. of um, wanting to be dominated, uh, the feelings of experiencing pain, mm-hmm. uh, masochists, those feelings were strong, but mm-hmm. they had been kept, like, dormant for, mm-hmm. so, for so long, and I wanted to to find out about that, so and then so you did. I, yeah, I did. And you, when you, I know the space probably of in which it, it happened. Yes. When you walked in, were you incredibly nervous? Yes. Were you excited? What was going? Not as nervous were? as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? Uh, she uh, she obviously set your mind at ease. Yes, and you just had a long conversation and then played. Or well, we. Always, when you when you go to uh, to see her, uh, our friend, uh, she always talks mm-hmm. beforehand. First, and that experience 
we had a long talk about who I was mm-hmm. and uh, what I wanted, what I wanted out of this uh, situation. She talked about herself, put me at ease. Um, the first session was um, getting to know each other, mm-hmm. getting to know about what pain mm-hmm. it, it, it was compared to what it's become Mm -hmm. it was light in terms of the pain it was just getting into it easing in to it and finding out and um, I was attracted so I kept on coming back sure (laughs) now when you first experienced pain in an erotic situation never experienced you'd never experienced it before yes I'm just trying to wonder like what was happening at that moment in your mind or even more so when you left when you walked out that door was it a feeling? I mean, what, can you explain what was going through your mind or how you felt afterwards? Well, during the experience, I was like liberating because I had never, it was like parts of pores, the pores of my skin were starting to open and they'd been closed before mm-hmm. and they were opening and I was experiencing things I had never had before in terms of pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fantastic. And then I built up. And then when I, when we, I left, it was just like I was on cloud nine. I was exhilarated. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a side of me I'd never, I'd never seen before. This is fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I just like, I was like, I was like in a candy shop. <laughs> <laughs> and it was endless. This is great. This is fantastic. But also, it built up a sense of confidence that I had never really had before because my parts of me had been separated not been together. I felt like I was starting to come together who I was. And that gave me a sense of confidence. And each time I I went back, it built on the confidence. And I I can say that I never would have got to the point of bringing up with anybody, talking about it here, unless I had built up this confidence uh, about the experience and also about myself. It was a build-up of confidence and a healing experience. So after that first session, you have that other part of your life you go back to it. Right. How does that first session affect the rest of your life? It affected my life because it, that confidence that came out of, wow, I can take this. I enjoy this. This is a part of me now that I can identify with, and it's there, and I can trust it and believe in it. That gave me a confidence that it brought to the rest of my life that really was missing. Mm-hmm. And that confidence has made other my, my whole outlook on life changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a degree, uh, my feeling about myself, how I relate to others, changed, and I think in a, po- a very positive way. How so? Well, because in now that I started to know who I was, I wasn't so concerned about how I appeared to others, mm-hmm. because I, knew, I started to know this is who I am, and then I could be just be rather than trying to figure out. Well, do you like me, X? <laughs> All right, or and trying to find ways for you to respond back to me to give me an idea of who I was because you felt more complete, more complete. So I don't have to worry so much about what you think, which is important, but because I had an idea who I already was, so then I can be relaxed and be myself because I really didn't know who I was, and I'd that started to come. I had such a similar experience as far as uh, relating to other people in that way. And uh, do you find that when you are less worried about how others are thinking about you, because you feel more whole, it's almost like, okay, I I don't have to focus on myself as much, so I can focus on others now. (laughs) Yes. 
It's amazing. It's really amazing. So I was just thinking what you were just think- is saying right there because I was just going to say that. Yes, I, my interaction with people, my conversations with people, my interest in people is so much greater. My, I'm so attuned now mm-hmm. to what people are saying because now I don't have to pay so much attention to what I'm thinking and uh, I can now listen to what you're saying and your story. Mm-hmm. And that, I, my interaction with people is greater. It's whole. It's now, I think... Can you say holder now? But it's greater than it was before, mm-hmm. ever, ever. It's it's enhanced my life. I have to wonder if, let's say, there's some guy who's working a nine to five job as uh, an accountant, and he's always wanted to be an artist. Mm. Is this the equivalent? Is this the equivalent? And if, when he finally starts working as an artist. Is this the equivalent of that, or is this something more primal because it, it's connected to our sexuality? I think it's both. Yeah? Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah, I'm finding, yes, this is something that I, uh, maybe a profession or a career that I could have followed, yes. Yes, this is a side of me now that maybe my left or right side that I didn't use, yes. But also, it's the primal thing of who, I, I kind of look at it as, there are several parts of me, and I think all of us have several parts and I have this part of me that is the part that is um, the creative part. Mm-hmm. I also have a part of me that is kind of like our insidious mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. The ev- not the evil part, but uh, a darker side of me. Sure. All right? Tricky, maybe yeah, conniving yeah, or something. conniving yeah. part, which is, also does a lot of things. I can do a lot of things with that. Mm-hmm. And then I have a part that bring it together to one. Mm-hmm. And I kind of look at uh, this whole experience as kind of not, not my rebirth. It's kind of the creation of me. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't really exist as one. This is not a rebirth, a renaissance. Because mm-hmm. I never knew about that. This is a birth of me. That's really amazing how you put that. That sounds, that sounds wonderful. How did, how did that affect your marriage? Now you go back... After that first session, or maybe after the third and fourth, what uh, happened to you? Yeah. Like I was, I was more confident. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, w- I wouldn't say I was assertive, but I was attuned mm-hmm. to everything. I was happy. Mm-hmm. I was excited. I wanted to do all kinds of things. I wanted to climb the Matterhorn. I wanted <laughs> to do this. I wanted to do that. Uh, yes. And so, what happened to me? What's going on? <laughs> and other people remarked, have noticed. What's going on? What do you say? <laughs> and I just said, well, I've been born. <laughs> but I couldn't say why uh, to anyone. Uh, Usually I find if, you, if someone asks you that and you say, well, I found Jesus, and yeah. you ask them to read the part of the Bible, then they'll right. stop bothering you. Right, yeah. Uh, I think people will, uh, I didn't say that because no. I'm not religious. No, neither am I. And, uh, and I didn't bring any of that in. But it was like I had found, relig- found religion, but it was a belief in myself. Mm-hmm rather than a belief in a higher a being. I start to be tuned to the universe, mm-hmm. and I'm part of it. When I, before, I felt I was kind of a stranger mm-hmm. outside of the universe, and now I felt like I'm part of it. That's great. And I had all these things to give, and it was that side. And I found that it, when the leather... I didn't even know the, the words to use, the terminology, leather community or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, but I found uh, the people in that community are people also who have been liberated. And when you've been liberated, you also are more willing to accept others. Mm-hmm. And I had people, oh, everybody's accepted me 
with open arms and no questions and you don't have to explain yourself and you don't have to defend yourself and spend time on that. You just are. And I found that really great. This episode of the Massacast is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. If you want to save 20% off your order, type in EFCAST, that's E-F-C-A-S-T, upon checkout. Do you find that you kind of related to people a little bit more? You kind of could find? Yes. Like the conversation we're having now. Mm-hmm. The things that you've said about yourself, all right, and the experiences you've had, and the, the, the feelings that you have. I can relate to some of them. I can't completely relate because it's you are you sure. and I'm me. But I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. And then I find it easy to open up because there, I had that same feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have that. I did, or I didn't know that, yeah. that other people felt that way. All right. And it's that, really wow, cool, it? it's cool that you feel that way. I didn't know that. Do it ever, was exciting. Do you ever feel like you, you wish everybody was more open about their own sexualities? Yes. Because. Yes. Then you'd, everyone would have that guard down, maybe? Yes. We have too many guards. Mm-hmm. So many ways. And uh, I find the less guards, the easier we come together. Yeah. And I, if we could be, if we could. Yeah. And I'm starting. Sure. Yeah. But if we could, wow, what a better world. I, th- there's one question that uh, I told, because I, I've been wanting to interview someone who, who is a client uh, for a long time. But there's one question that I always felt, this will be really uncomfortable to ask, but I ask have to it. ask it. Ask it. And that is... Isn't it cheating? And how do you... Is it cheating? Or... Because, I mean, I I can see how it's not cheating because you're not actually having sex with this person. But at the same time, if I was married to a vanilla person and I was doing this, I imagine she wouldn't say, oh, well, it's not cheating, so go ahead. Because maybe she would. I don't know. But I think most wives... Or husbands would say you're doing something sexual with someone. How you know? How could how could you do this? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know what the answer would be. Everyone's experience would be completely different. But well, since we're being honest here, yeah, and I want to be honest, I could say part of me is saying that it is not cheating because I'm I'm enhancing myself. This is making me a better person. All of that. But at the same time, I'm not telling my wife the complete truth Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm doing I'm not I am hiding it Mm -hmm. so in a sense it is it is yes and that is the part that is the difficulty of having this great experience and having this life and making me a whole person but at the same time not being able to share this and not being fully truthful that is hard and that, that is, puts me in an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest with you. This, that's exactly... I have to be honest to, to the audience yeah. here, out to there, uh, that this is a difficulty. And I wish it, I wish it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And that's why I had to tell, I think, one of the reasons why I talked to my therapist, to let it out. Because it was making me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and this was like growing that I w- this was experience and I wanted to share it yeah but at the same time I'm not there yet to tell my wife sure and that some I would like to and I would love to and I would like to be there 
I would like to be there. Have you tried? Hint, and, and, and this is—I'm I'm not offering hinting? advice, by the way. I'm not <laughs> offering advice. I should say that you're hinting. I'm asking. I'm asking if when I was in vanilla relationships in the past, I've tried hinting in some ways, and it's never gone well. Have you tried any any little hints or any, of some sort or uh, around it? But I'm still this. You have to remember, this was an area that was taboo yeah. for, for a long time. I grew up with that experience that this is something taboo. I am now seeing that it's, it's not, but it still has that residue. Yeah. And other people outside in the, the vanilla world, you call it. Um, I don't know if I can reveal this sign mm-hmm. and still be intact. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, I don't know. It's a big leap. I would love to. But I've made little hints, but I'm a coward. It's difficult. It right? is difficult, and I blame myself. Um, I would love to, and I would love that my wife would accept, embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have, I'm, I'm still not ready. I, I can tell how it's 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 enriched your life yes. and I imagine you've tried probably tried to have you tried to find out what your wife's kinks are by even just casually yes. investigating yes can you mind telling us about this <laughs> oh god here we go this is I mean this is really this is, so, people are going to be learning from your experience edit out uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go into gory details of course I wouldn't yes. expect such a thing but when we first met my wife and I were into uh tying each other up mm-hmm. whatever and that was great uh and so over since I and that was we've done that for a long time and then I started getting into this side and I thought well maybe I could pose that she could have a whip and everything mm-hmm. all the stuff that I <laughs> and that didn't go over too well so I stopped exploring that sure once I, I broached it, we and, and she, she, she wasn't she went, interested. She, in she it? wasn't interested in it, so I backed off. Sure. And then I kind of went back into my shell about talking it, my possibility of going any further and talking about it, because I'm looking now at this cup, <laughs> and I wish that <laughs> this, this is a cup. Yes, I should say that yes, says, uh, it says mistress on it. Yes. Maybe I'll take a picture of it right now. And this I wouldn't mind neat. having this uh, in my. Experience here, sure. uh, so I, I backed off. Mm-hmm. Your uh, apprehension of just coming out and saying it is because you have so much value in this relationship. You hold so much value in this relationship right. that risking it yes. is yes. out of the question. Yes, and I find that romantic. Uh, and at the same time, you really want to be open to her. Yes. That's such a conflict, and I think so many people have been in similar situations or, and are in uh, exact same situations. So, uh, frenetic energy—it's like I'm on in hyper conflict mm-hmm. about this. The, my relationship, with my wife, is the best thing that I have going for mm-hmm. me, and I have for most of my life. And jeopardizing that would be big mm-hmm. at the same time I found this part of me that's some of the most exciting things that have ever happened to me mm-hmm. and about me that 
this has caused a big time dilemma for me. So I am walking on a tightrope. Mm -hmm. A tightrope. It's conceivable that um, if she found out, she might ask you to stop. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what I could. Yeah. That's a difficult. That's a difficult thing to think about. I don't know. Don't know the answer. Yeah. I don't think anyone does in that situation, no. right? She might leave. It's a possibility. Leave me. That's a possibility. She might in- embrace it. Mm-hmm. She might be neutral. But taking a chance, that's a big step. You uh, also mentioned... Uh, and that's a cop-out. You think it's a cop-out? I mean, you tried. I mean, that's I what tried. I would say. I would say you tried. I mean, yeah, but it, part of me growing, I can't take this. Yeah. I want to say, I want to own who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it, I blurred out with my therapist that this is it. How this long ago was that? On. This is like um, three weeks ago. Oh, wow. That is recent. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations. Yeah. And it just, it came out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I'm headed with my wife, too. Yeah. Because I can't live this type. I want to own where I am. I'm not, I am to a point embarrassed because I still have tinges of shame around this. Yeah, I think uh, around this world because it's all so new and it, the world I the way we treated it before is something that was taboo and I am starting to own it and feeling comfortable with it but it's still new mm-hmm. and I am somewhat ashamed of it I can't there's parts of me that still feel like what in the hell am I doing no I I, I, I totally understand and like if, if my family found out it almost sounds like you're about to I don't want to say reach the breaking point because that sounds very dramatic, but it sounds like you really just want to do what you did with your therapist, who, by the way, is someone you pay to listen. Right. But I, be- I built up a very strong relationship with okay. this therapist as we a- over a period of time. Mm-hmm. So this was a talking to a friend. It wasn't just I'm paying okay. you. Here it is. Listen. This was a friend. Yeah. Who knew me How did- and and somebody I trusted. And I was taking a chance with somebody I trusted, but about this is all of me. How did she, your therapist hear she? To he. Uh, he. How did your therapist? How did he react when you blurted it out? He looked at me and said, "Whatever is good for you is fine with me." Wow. And that blew me away. I, I thought he was going to jump up and run. I was ready to jump up and run, and he said, "Whatever is good for you." This is terrific because I was talking about the, earlier about the plug, mm-hmm. and we had got to the point where I could deal with certain traumas in my life, and but I couldn't let it all out, and I was able to do that with S and M. That all came out. Now he thought that was terrific, and he wanted to know more about this world, mm-hmm. uh, not in a, in a kinky way, just to find out so he can experience it himself. He wanted to know what was what worked. What did you tell for me? So I told him about my experiences mm-hmm. how the, the questions you were asking me mm-hmm. about how did you meet uh, our friend um, how did you broach it to her uh, what happened um, what kind of things happened there so you're saying I should be charging people $300 an hour you should damn it 
I'm out. You I can should. Be, and I'll be in network, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be in that. Na- I'll be in network for your uh, just about every insurance company. Yes, but all the, this is what he was he was asking because he wanted to know what worked mm-hmm. and what was happening and what was happening with me. And so I, I talked about it all. I talked about the the community, the people I met, mm-hmm. not names and all that. He wasn't even interested in that. He was interested in what worked for me, mm-hmm. and but he didn't run. So that for me was taking off a big block of cement mm-hmm. off of one shoulder that I had. Yeah. Of wow, he didn't run, and that talking here mm-hmm. on, and in this circumstance to the. Not the nation, but the the, the small world out there. Yeah. Uh, this is, is liberating. I think this is a way for me to, again, I'm getting close. I can't go on just saying, uh, with rationalizing, mm-hmm. that I have to own up. This is who I am. And take a chance. Now, whether that's going to happen or not, I don't know. Yeah. Whether that's going to happen. I don't know. I have to be honest about that. I don't know if that's going to happen in the immediate future or, mm-hmm. or, ever, or ever. But it's growing. Yeah. I know a lot of people who, uh, who have a balance. They, they somehow find this balance of, okay, here's, this, this is an aspect of my life that I'm very much into, but I can keep very separate. I don't know how they strike that balance, but they do somehow. Have you found that some things make it more difficult to not express it to the world? And some things make it easier to not express it, I guess? Is it, are there some things that kind of let you, that keep you from bursting? Well, the shame keeps me from bursting. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, is there anything more of a, on, a, on a positive? I mean, obviously there's a shame, but there's a lot, there's also an even. An even level, I think, is what I'm saying. Is that is there is there something that you found that maybe helps balance it a little bit, other than the shame, you know? Maybe I don't know. You're talking about balance. I don't know if I want balance mm-hmm. because having this part and this one, I can't see how they can coexist and me sort of go on. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they can coexist in the, the leather community. For me to be completely accepted in that community, I would have to be, I think, reveal. I think for them to be able to totally trust me. I, I might be wrong. I, I, I would disagree with you on that. Okay. I mean, because I, I think there are majority of people I know in the, who are in the leather community aren't open about it. They're only open to it in the leather community, in my experiences. You don't need to be out for people to accept you. It's not like you are less of in the leather circle than, than well, someone who's completely out. Maybe you know? what I'm trying to say is not to have them accept me, and because they're going to. I really would like to be free. Yeah. And when I see someone can be mm-hmm. wow yeah and I would like to be that way yeah I would like to be that way and I just wish someday the world would say the heck with this shame yeah and this is it it's all out there and I could be out there too I have a question do you think you would feel the same shame if you were a cop 
Because I certainly don't. That's a really good question. And to be honest, I don't think I would. You think if you were... If I think if I was... Now, this is the feeling. This is just an honest, and I'm just going with impulse. Because I don't know really what it is to have that feeling of being a top. But my first inclination would say, yes, I would be able to... I think I would be able to say... Be able to... Say it easier than it is as a masochist and a submissive. Is it because it's more accepted for the guy to be more take charge? Is it because it seems taking seems less? Or because society rewards dominant personality types? It rewards, the society rewards dominant personalities. And I think as me, as a, a submissive and masochist, uh, I want my place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not rewarded. And I think it would be easier if I was a dominant personality that society would have accepted me. And I could assert myself with mm-hmm. it. But as a masochist, submissive, I think it's a lot harder. I, I'll tend to agree And with that. I have that shame that goes with it. You mentioned when we first sat down, uh, maybe I misread it, but you, it almost sounded like you were curious about switching a little. Is that correct? Or... Yeah. 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 Also, because I'm, uh, I didn't know what my feelings were. I I didn't know about uh, masochism, submissives, and but I also starting to feel that there is a dominant part of me mm-hmm. that I didn't know existed before. How did that happen? How did you find that you had a dominant side? Because talking with other sadists, mm-hmm. I realized that I have some of the same feelings, <laughs> and uh, it come in all shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. and I never could articulate. Uh, those uh, sadistic feelings I had. Mm-hmm. I had put those so deep, even deeper than the ones about submission and masochism, it was so deep. Mm-hmm. But talking about it with other sadists, I realized, hey, I had some of those same feelings, and maybe I would like to uh, do this yeah. <laughs> on someone so or something. How, how are you exploring that? Are you, have you not touched not that? Yet. Yeah. I, 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 I'm only now, this is, we're broaching it now, yeah. and uh, we'll see. But it's it's I'm thinking, thinking about it. I I have to say I wasn't sure what to, I mean we had met briefly before. Yes, and uh, so I knew you were articulate. I knew you were a nice guy, um, but I am really thrilled that you 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 did this, and I hope you will uh, come sit uh, and uh, have some more bread and and some more water right. with with uh, myself and Saad in the future right. because I would love to know how things progress. Okay. And what else is going on? And even if it's just being email, just to give me an update, just so we know All what's right. going on. And of course, you know, um, uh, I'm sure paths will cross again. Definitely going to cross again. Um, but I really can't thank you enough for for sharing this experience with you because uh, you made. I was there, there were questions I was very worried about asking because I wouldn't normally ask those questions, um, but at the same time, the questions I knew I had to ask, and I'm so thankful that you made it so easy for me to ask those questions. Well, thank you for making it easy for me to speak, and <laughs> I enjoyed this immensely. I'm so glad you did, and I hope you'll come back. <laughs> I will definitely come back if you'll have me. Absolutely. All thank right. you so much. Thank you. Thank you again to my new friend for sitting down and being so honest on this interview. It takes, it takes guts to, to do that. Uh, if you have a suggestion of someone you'd like to hear interviewed, or if you yourself would like to be interviewed, you can uh, contact me via the Massacast website, M-A-S-O-C-A-S-T. Thanks again to the sponsor, Eden Fantasies. Don't forget, you can save 20% off your order 
if you enter EFCast upon checkout. Oh, I'd like to point out this music that you're hearing. This was actually uh, music that I heard while in the subway. It was so cool, and I had to record it with my iPhone, and uh, I thought, this is so good. I just love it. One of the best parts about living in New York is the, the music in the subway. So enjoy the music, and we'll see you in another couple weeks. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.